153, baby. Nice. Damn. Damn. Can't wait for whatever math fact you're going to throw at us for 153, John. I don't have any. Well, <laughs> I'm done. See you guys later. I don't want to talk anymore. hate this place. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll have some math. I'll have some math. I'm actually with that. I just thought of something. I mean, if you add one and five together, you get six and divide that by three, you get two, which is that's where I was going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the first three. Also, integers. one plus five plus three is nine, which you can divide by three. And then it's oh, also and you know, it's the best sequence. Three, six, nine. Oh, yeah. Damn real fun. I really right. like that sequence. Like 369. Yeah. Great. Great number. Yeah, for multiple reasons. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Blake, you got to start us off before we just make. <laughs> what up, world? <laughs> Welcome back to another... Fantismal? Anticipatory? Frustrating? Sexy? Overdue? Insert adjective here. <laughs> Hot with two T's? Enthralling of the Amer podcast. Nice. Calling it out before it even starts, setting it up. It's an adjective, right? I was right about that. I'm pretty bad at grammar. It's an adjective. (laughs) It's an adjective. (laughs) Today's Monday, August 2nd, 2021, still. And we're back to discuss something of the utmost importance, which is the January 6th commission. But before we get into that enthralling discussion, we have the original crew in the house tonight. Starting off with our West Coast correspondent and maybe perhaps AKA assistant guard rails extraordinaire, Tyler Grillo. <laughs> it's just because I'm, you know, I'm just in the flow with the with the guard railing over here. You know? I appreciate that. No, you did an awesome job the last few times hosting. Too, why? Guys. Why? Thank you. That means like a lot coming from you, Balaki. Yeah. You're making me nervous over here. <laughs> Stealing your jet. Coming for your gerb. Got to up, up my game a little bit. Here some steps, baby. Also with us out in the Denver metro area, our Colorado correspondents, Mr. John Anderson and John Kelly. How are you, gentlemen? I don't. Good. I don't know who goes. Doesn't matter. We're both, we're both here. We're ready. It's going to be fun. Let's have some fire this evening, boys. There you I go. I got go. fire in my belly. Yeah, fire under his belly. I can see it from here. It's blazing hot. With two T's. With two T's. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, let's get into it. Anderson, you seemed ready to uh, comment. Uh, there was a bipartisan effort uh, to pass legislation in order to do it, and both. Uh, chambers of Congress, that was blocked because many members of the Republican Party don't want to be investigated for some unknown reason that we cannot discern. Yeah, uh, no idea why. No clue. So, Looking at uh, you, Jim Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so Nancy Pelosi in the House has the power to uh, create what is called a select committee. So there's there's not members of the Senate on it, which would have been better, but it is bipartisan. Uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are on it. They are Republicans. And so it is a um, bipartisan commission into understanding uh, what was the culmination of a coup attempt. And well, so uh, I it's- I gotta say, 
the Republicans though are trying to get rid of them from the GOP. Yeah, they're trying what to happens. Yeah. What happens when when they're gone, right? Well, question. I mean, and and we went we went back to this uh when uh when Biden was inaugurated or shortly afterwards, they've changed the definition of bipartisan, which is uh in in I would say like smart you know, political people terms or the mainstream media, we would say, okay, well, what do members of Congress think? Where the Biden administration would say, we're passing policies with 70% approval. And so tell me that's, you know, the members of Congress do not constitute bipartisanship. The, the, the American people constitute bipartisanship. And so I think that's what they would say. You know, I don't also think that you can technically expel people from, um, the party itself, they can expel them from, say, the, the Republican caucus, but that doesn't mean that they're not Republicans. It just means they don't get to like hang out in the clubhouse. So, <laughs> right, exactly. They got to they got to hand back the jackets. And yeah, they gotta not use <laughs> um, the secret handshakes when they're on the floor. Stuff like exactly. That. <laughs> I, I do think that this uh, kind of exposes something interesting, which is we are in a dramatic party realignment. Um, and that party realignment is apparently fascist versus Democrats, which is going to be great for an electoral system. And so, uh, you know, we have Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger on the side of Democrats and we have the rest of the Republican caucus, either cowards or fascists. So, right. Yeah. Maybe not d Democrats with a capital D, right? right. But democracy. I would say more than anything else, and <laughs> yeah. with our with our more of our country's best interest and the future of our country's best interest in mind. Right, you know, and sorry, you, I meant small the democratic. Yeah. That's fucking yeah, yeah, confusing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so thank you for clarifying that for me, Kelly. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I I don't I I don't to answer your question, I don't think it matters what Kevin McCarthy thinks Liz Cheney is uh, because he's already made the determination. We're in a different kind of fight. Uh, say yeah i mean in the 2016 election if you go back and listen uh, to old episodes you'll probably hear me talk about how my greatest hope was that donald trump was going to lead to the collapse of the republican party the democrats would become a centrist party and a true left-leaning party would actually uh like a leftist party would actually emerge but unfortunately it Oops. seems like the trend is going the other direction in which um the republican party is just moving further towards the right and the democrats are also just still the centrist party so that didn't work as my greatest hope in fact my greatest fear perhaps <laughs> right well i mean i i think in some ways you're still seeing the disintegration of a party long term yeah, right the demographics are shifting yeah. underneath them it's going to take a while and you know what will end up happening is that they'll continue to cling to the power structures that they have associated with their party now Right. And that'll get more and more entrenched as the demographics continue to shift underneath them. Um, given their party platforms, I don't see there's any way that they could be a legitimate party in this country in like 2040, given the demographics of this country, unless they change every voting law to exclude basically all women and minorities. But, you know, who knows? They're already trying to do that. But back to the January 6th commission, I will say that, um, you know, I'm glad that it's going through. We obviously came out very quickly after the insurrection happened at the Capitol. Uh, we're pretty pissed off that it happened and, you know, kind of made our stances pretty clear at the beginning there that this one should be investigated for the soul of our country. But two, that there's really, um, you know, 
specific reasons that you should throw light upon it. So you're casting light into areas of doubt for people who think it's not a big deal and also potentially bringing some punishment for the people that are really responsible for it, uh, namely Donald Trump and then also hopefully some enablers that are in the GOP party itself. It's going to be a tough line, I think. Um, and I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on this about where exactly blame will be cast out from this uh, investigation. Because it's very hard to, I think, cast blame on members who are like, oh, yeah, well, I talked to people a month before it happened or something. Right. Um, but like I think you Kelly, can. Kelly, do you yeah. mean like hard evidence? Like, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, where, where you come down on punishment? Do you start kicking people out of Congress? Oh you man, I'm from like expulsion future yeah, for office. Sure, I'd imagine. Yeah. I don't right? I don't know. I, I think it's the answer. Like I want to see the fact. I will say I think that we're gonna find things out that we did not previously know that will be totally shocking. Um yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that's probably in true, terms yeah. of like, oh, there's like major major uh members of Congress are majorly implicated in this. Uh there's like, you know, there was all that shit with the Republican attorney generals. Uh, association that like made robocalls on top of this. There's lots of funding apparatus built behind this that is interwoven with the traditional Republican Party. So I think we're going to find some really, really disturbing, shocking things about this. I have no idea. I I don't want to say anything without knowing details about like what the consequences should be other than yeah, that's fair hypothetical uh, but other play, than right? <laughs> there has to be consequences for this or this will be a dress rehearsal and not a single incident we have to have to have to and people are going to argue like you know oh man you can't throw jim jordan out of congress because it's going to cause more trouble it will be you have to pull the band-aid off on this. We have to stop this. The best time to stop it was in 2015. Your fucking party GOP didn't do it. And so now the country's got to do it. And so th- there, there will have to be dramatic, serious consequences for this. Or, or my great fear is that what we just went through was Star Wars, a new hope. And we have empire strikes back and Jedi still to come. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and, and yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we talked about it on our Slack chain earlier this week that, you know, the majority of Republicans now think they're going to have to take the law into their own hands at some point. Yeah, and you know what stokes that is this exact conversation that's happening around the Capitol insurrection. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That those yeah. people are truly patriots. They thought there was something wrong. So they went there to fix it. Yep. Right. And it's yeah, not I an could... insurrection. It is an insurrection. It is. No matter how you spin it. <laughs> right? right. So I got a, I got a question to propose to you fellers. 42. What? Ew. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. If it was math related, yes. Yeah. Isn't actually, everything yeah. math related? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hear uh-huh. this first, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> At what point do you think when this is all investigated, Anderson, you mentioned in your previous comment that there were, for example, people like the attorney generals who uh did these robocalls. There's been other robocalls and uh organizing or, or collecting funds from donors and just like weird things that have gone on under the Republican umbrella. Right. At what point do you think like the investigation or will it ever reach the point where it's considered like a great, like a greater crime ring, you know, where there's like maybe a few bad actors to connect all these dots to, do you think that's possible? Kind of sends the whole Republican party burning. Well, there's, um, 
a lady who I'm going to have to find. Um, she's an in, really interesting follow on Twitter. And her whole thing is um, Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin are all part of an international crime ring. Right. That are trying to commandeer uh, uh, nation states. Uh, and if you Thanks. look at the history of, you know, Putin and the oligarchs of Russia, you, I think you can characterize it that way. And then you have all of this, you know, you have tons of Russian money flooding London. You have tons of Russian money in New York. And so I think it's an interesting, interesting what, with Haiti, what, like, what, right. you know, so I think that's an interesting um, way to kind of construct where we are uh, in, in kind of an way to like put a structure on our international order in ways. Um, but that, that becomes uh, external to like a judicial system, right? Like there's no way to go in right. and just arrest Vladimir Putin, you know, that's not going to happen. So, so, you know, like what is the difference between like a conqueror and a pirate probably scale. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, there you, I think you have the difference between like a head of state and a criminal, right. That's also probably scale. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you could, you can argue lots of heads of state. have So, been so then, yeah, you, so then you suggest that the way to deal with it would be to just deal with each of these criminal acts individually. No, I mean, that's not my, it's, it's a much with, more gigantic problem. Like you can knock down some of the tougher ones but i mean really if you really want to get at it it's probably like you have to you have to have a rebalancing from uh capital to labor i think would be the best way to deal with this oh yeah did you like how i i phrased that a rebalancing of labor and capital um, <laughs> oh you pinko kami over there yeah, exactly yeah, but like you have too much power and capital and and you have to rebalance it somehow in order to like perform a check on oligarchs yeah. right yeah, well and, and that's what that's what also you see like with um uh, like big tech companies, right? Like you have, you know, fucking uh, billionaires going to space and shit, which before was just reserved for gov uh, governments, right? Yeah, where yeah, nations exactly. were doing that. So you have things. And then this thing, again, this thing with Haiti, where it's like, was it a coup attempt by like a private organization? We don't, still don't really know. Um, and it's not like organizations, I mean, that is how that is how mass colonization started to begin with was large quarters being like i think we could extract some resources of this place mm, seems like there's other people there maybe we should take it over and then make the laws and then we can just do what the fuck we want so it's not like this is anything new necessarily but the scale at which it is like nation states in that time still were kind of you know up until the last i don't know maybe 50 60 years were more or less still in the main control of that but now you have you have companies, multinational uh, corporations that are emerging through and then through certain organizations like the uh, IMF and the World Bank who have power that, you know, are, you, one, one could say are comparable to the power that nations, certain nation states have. And, uh, and more for sure. For, in, like, you just, uh, yeah. Real quick, the person I was referencing, uh, her name is uh, Sarah Kinzinger. She has a, a podcast called Gaslit Nation, and she also uh, wrote some, recently wrote a book. Um, I've heard of her, yeah. Yeah, so, and she, she was really prescient in 15 and 16, and really all through the Trump administration, but she was early on it. And I think she has a PhD in this kind of stuff. And so sometimes I'm a little bit like, ooh, I don't know about that, but she's definitely somebody who is an interesting perspective to follow on this type of stuff. 
interesting yeah no i mean I, i'm gonna check it out because that's the first thing that popped into my head was like okay how do we like if this seems like it's a greater criminal issue so yeah i mean there's multiple there's multiple levels to what's happening and obviously with with trump and himself and the de uh, business dealings there's a lot going on there well, you know what, what john's really talking about and tyler's talking about are like kind of international restructurings of the way that we're going to deal with international criminals and large, powerful corporations that can shift governmental power. I mean, I think what you were getting at, Blake, was probably a little bit more on the ground in terms of how much we might see connections and true evidence between maybe four, five, 10, 20 key players, right? That might all be on the same email chain and decided that January 6th needed to happen. We're doing the crimes. Right. We're doing the crimes. Um, I'm seeing this like link all together. And that's why these, these people in Congress are like, no, it's not, uh, let's not do that. Yeah. Kelly. Well, yeah, I, I think, yeah. I agree right with now. you. It'll be more organic. Like, I don't think they're going to have an email cha chain of like, it was a, it was a four year foment. Yeah. Donald Trump didn't say, he said he wasn't going to accept the elections the first time around. Exactly. So everybody yeah. knew he was going to do this the second time around yeah. in the reelection and, and everybody, the guy, he had fucking dog whistles for two years to shout out to people who were ready to fight for him. You know, the Trump army, the proud boys. And so it was just a long simmering thing. And he put you it know? on Twitter and too. He was yeah. like, and it was on. normalized by the Republican party. So where yeah. do you draw the line on where is communicative speech and where is posturing to your base then no longer acceptable and then really part of a federal insurrection an insurrection against the and, federal and this was something and, that kind of broke us um broke our society throughout the trump administration which was he just confessed to crimes on t camera and we have no way of dealing with that as a society because we're used to, oh, there's a smoke-filled room and, and you know, a bunch of backroom dealings, and that's how we know it's sinister. And so, you know, that's what gets Nixon in trouble. It's the Nixon tapes, right? right. And right. and with Trump, he was like... The only like, difference is he's no longer president. <laughs> he, right. can't, he can no longer claim immunity like he did when he was president of the United States. To, yes, to, but to I think, like, you know, he can avoid... That was one way I think he uh, helped avoid... Um, impeachment twice oh, 100%. right yeah, or doubt. you know like he he literally was like hey russia go find the emails and so if he had written an email to vladimir putin he might have been impeached but instead he said it on national television everybody was like oh i guess that's fine and it's like no that's 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 not fine that's being a traitor to your country uh yeah. turns out which is you know criminal um so I think that's one thing where I'm not like optimistic that that uh, there's a judicial remedy for this. And I haven't been right. basically since 2017. There is yeah. a political remedy to this. And and I think that's about it. And it's going to be a decades long fight. And the thing that's going to get us out of it probably is demographic shifts. Yeah. Well, yeah, you earlier. Yeah. yeah. You jokingly earlier said that the answer uh, was 42 as a reference to the <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy six sevens. Uh, however, 2042 is the estimated yeah. year uh, yeah, when <laughs> when uh, white people are not going to be the majority of the uh, anymore in the United States. And that is definitely a big turning point. It's also something that people are entertaining. Um or, or people on the right are definitely like looking at as like an anxiety thing, which obviously is all racist, but like, it's that thing of like, we're not going to be the majority anymore, blah, blah. And so I do think that things 
just on that alone and that talking point as that gets pushed has the has the possibility both to escalate things but then john as you're saying once that shift actually happens there might be opportunity for change. And i think that's basically the root of everything we've been dealing with over the last you know 500 years if you really want to go for it <laughs> you know what's funny is if, if 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 those white men were really really scared about losing power or whatever you'd think that they'd want to make all the rules like they'd be as progressive as they possibly could so that when they got to that point when they become the minority they know that they're going to be okay like this is going to be nah, all right nah blake that's not how that works man this is no, lizard want, brain shit want, man yeah, you want to combine your power as much as humanly possible against everybody else well and yeah. i don't think i think that they're the base of this is not uh higher level processing i think it's a lizard brain shit yeah. i really think it's like my tribe is not that tribe and therefore bad like turns out and, the lizard people they're actually just talking about themselves and their lizard oh, brain there it is <laughs> turns out the lizard person was the person inside you all along <laughs> godspeed <laughs>
Uh, mm. It might imitate it. Mm. It might strive for it. It would be interesting to know uh, what our what our life would be like if like Star Wars hadn't happened. Run that natural experiment. Wow. On yeah. that note, stopping well, the recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll all be blooper. That's all blooper. Yeah, I was right going to say, we're, we're like heavy into the outro here. <laughs>